What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O Group and the host of the What to Know podcast show. I am here in Austin, Texas, recording live from South by Southwest Interactive. And uh, I have maybe one of my favorite people who's going to sit down with me here. He's come and spoken at, I don't know, maybe five or six of our events before, but it's Ray Karens, who's the Senior VP and Head of Communications, Government Relations and Policy for Bear. Um, Ray has done a lot of things, and so he's worked at places like Pfizer, Merck, GCI, very senior level positions. Um, all of those are important, but he's had some things that he's done that have been uh, even greater than that. So first of all, welcome, Ray. Thanks, Aaron. By the way, I, I'm going to give context because inevitably something will happen, but we do have the Bear team here, and so we're sitting around having adult beverages. It's 6.15 or almost 6.30, so... Thank you for including that as well. Central time. Well, you know, Ray is not, of course. He's drinking soda water because that's a responsible thing to do. So uh, first of all, welcome. And second of all, let's talk a little bit about your um, talk that you just did, which is music as a CSR platform. And you have a pretty good story around this, which was one of the reasons why we even created the, the panel in the first place. Well, I'm not sure what came first, the, the panel or uh, the actual topic. But uh, sitting up on stage with folks like Joel Babbitt and, and Chuck Levine, who I've known both these guys for, for decades. Chuck was a client of ours years ago. Chuck, as some of you don't know, is the keyboardist who's played with both the Rolling Stones and the Allman Brothers, two of my most favorite bands, but his resume is so deep. And Joel Babbitt has had such a uh, historic uh, career, and the man has pretty much done everything except popcorn at halftime. And I'm just a personal fan of his. We were partners at GCI years ago. So just being on that panel itself and sitting up there was just an absolute honor and a truly honor. I mean, some folks say that. I'm telling you, I'm watching these two. And I was tweeting that I was up on stage with these guys, right? And I'm taking pictures of them while I'm sitting up there and Joe called me out on it. But what a great panel talking about the importance of using music in CSR. And, you know, happy to talk about any of the pieces we discussed today, which includes our Luke Bryan uh, partnership. Yeah, I'd love to drill, drill into that because I think you guys have done a really nice job. And I didn't realize the due diligence that you did in really kicking the tires on them. Because one of the things that came up is when you're looking for a partner, particularly as a musician or as a brand trying to find someone that's a music partner to represent you, you don't want someone that's just a shill. Joel kept going to Suzanne Summers, who's not a musician, but certainly an actress from the 80s. Um, Ray, some of which I said I, I, I had a picture of up on my wall. I, mean, I was going to say, Ray ended the panel saying that with Lisa Pearson giving the time out, saying on that note we're going to end. But I think it is an important question, and what was really fascinating was not only did Luke have an appreciation for Bear, but like his dad and Luke actually spent time working, you know, offloading trucks and things like that. So talk a little bit about that whole process of making sure that he really was a fit for the brand before you signed him on. You know, back in the agency uh, days of working at Port Novelli and GCI, uh, we combined somewhere between I don't know, 13, 14 years. I learned a process of, of understanding about the, the word we use now is authenticity. Understanding how when you work with celebrities in particular, do they have a, actually have a true connection to the brand? For example, um, the during the Super Bowl many years back, uh, a running back named Terrell Davis, who played for Denver Broncos, suffered majorly from uh, migraines. Uh, turned out he wound up receiving a particular medicine from his doctor who was on the sidelines, went on to win the Super Bowl, the MVP of the game, 
next day. I'm not sure what happened. Whether he reached out to the company, the company reached out to him. But he wound up being a true advocate for the brand, the product, because he himself actually used it. And I think having that kind of background leads me to where we are today, which is a good friend of mine called and said, hey, we've got this idea. We heard um, Luke Bryan, who you probably know, and of course I knew country well enough to know who he was. Um, he has his farm tour. We know he have a big ag division. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, you guys sponsored it? I said, look, sounds great on the surface, but I need to know more. Um, in our due diligence, we turned out, we found out that uh, Luke grew up on a farm. His dad still owns the farm down in, in, uh, in Georgia where they are Pinot farmers. And he understood our product, understood it so well, he even knew, Luke even knew the name of the representative that sold the product to his father. And it was that level of, of, of conversation that led us to think, you know what, if we're going to take a risk on, on trying something that we had never done before, which is sponsoring you know, a music festival, this is probably the guy to do it with. He knew the company, he knew the products, he himself was a farmer. And so it made it a little bit easier. But here, here's the final piece of it. And this, most of this came through after we got some information from the agency who was, who was throwing the idea towards us. And I said, look, I want to meet him. I want to sit down face to face. I want to look him in the eye and find out whether this is real or not. Or is all the stuff you're telling me, you know, just some nice coding? Because we are, in essence, going to try and advance and protect the brand. Um, you want to make sure you line up with the proper brands, the proper people who actually represent their own appropriate brand. And the final, in Luke's case, he started the farm tour because of his belief as a farming kid himself and as a, the son of a farmer and a current farmer himself, he started it because he wanted to give farmers an opportunity to see his music. So he actually would go to a farm and play this music, but he also wanted to su celebrate the success of American farmers. So look, these are long stories because frankly, they should be, they shouldn't be short quicks. So you should do your full due diligence from beginning to end and understand how this is going to impact your brand going forward. And even with that, even with all your diligence, you're still going to take a leap of faith. And you have to based on your experience. So we, I'm telling you, we have had such a, I mean, this has been a blessing for us. Uh, Luke is a terrific partner. Uh, we're, we're proud to be associated with him. We've come a long way in three short years. And uh, we're just looking forward to seeing what's next. I mean, and then, by the way, in the midst of those three years, the guy won Entertainer of the Year. He won Country Music Male Artist of the Year. He became a judge on American Idol. Like his star has been taking off as well. And all I can tell you is my bosses keep saying, how did you know? Well, <laughs> you know, we're just that smart. Even a blind squirrel sometimes finds a nut. <laughs> it finds a nut, exactly. So I want to answer another or ask another question. And you brought this up, which is why I feel like it's fair game. But And this is going to sound like I'm blowing smoke. But you, you have spoken at our event a few times. This year we're officially part of South by Southwest. Today you told a story that kind of blew me away and it just reinforced why it was that you and the company you work for are such a quality organization. And that was, you talked about the day that, uh, I think it was gay marriage, uh, got legally approved across the United States. You said you were very subtle about it. Um, you guys in the background without a press release, without doing anything, um, put up the rainbow or you changed your, your logo to a rainbow color. And then some things happened. And I, quite frankly, don't think enough companies or individuals, particularly in the comms world, 
have the testicular fortitude to do what you guys did. So tell us that story again, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, and frankly, some of the people responsible for our, the final decision I made are sitting here with me. So, you know, um, Chris Loader in particular, I think. Chris Loader, Mark Bennett, Joe Hathaway. I mean, he's, these guys, these are some of my um, part of my team for many, many years. And as we all know in life, you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. And ultimately, you will make the right decision when guidance is given, uh, particularly when you don't necessarily agree or disagree. In this case, you know, look, I, I've been the the executive sponsor of Bears LGBT group for years. It's called it's called Blend. I volunteered because, you know, growing up in New York, I've always believed in equality and always tried to preach it. I have three kids myself who try and preach the same thing. We were now faced with a moment when um, Supreme Court came down and made a ruling: gay marriage in the United States is legal. Um, we were in a meeting on a separate topic. Someone brought this up, and we looked at each other and we said, "We should do something." Um, at that moment, we kind of started brainstorming, what could we do? I think it was Mark who said, well, we can change the, the logo to um, be um, a rainbow uh, across, across it. So we said, all right, let's do that. And then we looked and said, well, wh where else can we do it? We changed it on all of our social channels, changed it on our main homepage. And um, we just did it. We didn't ask for permission. We didn't ask for legal to tell us some sort of legal ruling. I'm not saying that's because, again, I'm looking for anybody to pat us on the back that we're some kind of champions. We also weren't being rogue. Bear, and you can look it on Bear's website right now. Anybody can go to it. Bear has a very strong position on equality, period. And so if that's the case, then as head of corporate affairs, it's my responsibility to follow what we believe is our policy. So, Aaron, we, you know, we did it. And we didn't think twice about it. Um, fast forward, there was a, uh, a bathroom bill, as it's called, down in North Carolina, where we have a significant presence um, of folks, a couple of thousand folks down there. And what happened was in under 12 hours, a, a piece of legislation went from being, went through both houses of legislation and signed by the governor. Now, I've been involved in government relations all my life. A bill does not go through any house, any place in 12 hours. I don't care what part of the country you're in, it doesn't happen, right? So our point was very simple. Again, we're about equality. I don't know the answer to the problem you're talking about. What I do know is we believe in engagement. What we were asking for was, how can we come with one of the largest employers in the state and say, what do you think about this? What is your opinion? Why don't you go to a referendum of the state and ask the people of the state, what do you think? A few states afterwards, by the way, did that. So during that situation, and having known that we've already changed the, the logo on our, on our websites, very quietly, no press release, no nothing. We did it on purpose that way because we were trying to be authentic. Um, Chris Loder, our head of external comms, gets a call from CNBC saying, hey, we saw you guys change your logo during this you know, Supreme Court ruling. This bathroom bill, we saw you tweeted about it. We, we put a thing up on uh, um, LinkedIn, and we put a tweet out basically saying that we disagree with the law that's just been made. Would you come on CNBC? I've known Mr. Loader for well over a dozen years, three different companies. I keep changing the locks. He keeps showing up. Like like Kramer, he crumbs, crawls through. He, I don't even work here. That makes like it a hard. bad penny. So it makes it hard to fire you. You don't even work here anymore. Anyway, long story short, um, we say, yes, we'll do it. And so the next morning, Chris and I are down in lower Manhattan walking into New York Stock Exchange. 
uh, sitting on the floor of the exchange talking about this, this piece. What I said today in the panel, Aaron, was that um, when it was done, when the interview was completed, and I, and I you know, stood up for the concept of engagement, engagement with the community, engagement and understanding, and our, and our position on, on diversity and inclusion and equality, we walked off, went across the street to, we went across the street, to, we went across the street to Starbucks, and I looked at Chris, and he looked at me, and we both had the same look on our face. We're getting fired. <laughs> we, we knew it. I mean, we were certain of it, because at that moment, I looked at Twitter to get a sense of sort of what's the response, and I got my head beat in. I mean, the haters and the trolls and the people were just saying some of the nastiest things, Things, I mean, words, I mean, I'm a kid from New York. Words I never even heard of. These guys are calling me certain things. And we knew we did what was right. And so I remember saying to Chris that moment, if we're going to get fired for doing what's right, then I'll take it. I mean, I'm not looking to get fired. I don't want to be fired. I have three kids and a wife who, who loves me. I mean, but this is what the company stands for. So this is, all, this, is all, this is what real being authentic is about. So not to belabor the point on, on this particular topic, but within about an hour or so of the haters, they finally stop hating and saying a lot of really mean things about what I should do to myself and others. Um, other notes started coming in from across the company and then from across the globe, not having to do with the company. Somehow that particular piece made it through our corporate organization. We didn't send it out. I got notes from as far away as China and England and a lot of notes from Germany, which I was surprised at, basically thanking me for standing up on behalf of the company and standing up on behalf of equality. And I've seen, by the way, I have all those notes saved, not only in my inbox, but I've printed them all out and I keep them in a little folder. Because sometimes we need to really get a little boost for doing what's right you can look at those things now last part of the story is very simple the next morning they had the lieutenant governor of north carolina come on they played my segment again and then asked the lieutenant governor to respond aaron at that moment too i kind of thought to myself well this is not really something i need right now because <laughs> again we have a large operation down in north carolina look we called multiple members of the legislature, we reached out to the governor's office, who's no longer the governor. And I'm not, look, I assume they did what they, they thought was right. But in many respects in life, the ability to engage people, understand people's opinions. And, you know, today we're talking about utilizing music, right? And in CSR. I think this is the same conversation. It has to do with understanding who you're, we'll call them stakeholders for lack of a better term, Understanding how they think, understanding what their wants are, but also understanding who you are as a company and how you're going to engage them. Music is one of the ways we, we've done it through the Luke Bryan Farm Tour. But other ways are just being, trying to be part of the conversation and part of the dialogue. I would rather have a cup of coffee with you if you don't agree with me than sling mud at each other utilizing social media channels. I'd rather sit down like we're doing right now, you know, having a beer, it's here at 6.30 at night and having a conversation then, you know, pulling out ads or lobbying differently. More problems can be solved. We learned this when we were in kindergarten. Our parents used to tell us, you have a problem, go talk to the person. Why has that changed? I don't understand it. How has it changed so much? So whether it be here or any place in the world. So look, we're excited to be here. Um, 
you gave me too much of an opportunity to talk about that particular position, but it it's just one of many examples of who we are as a company at Bear and why you trust us and why we take that trust very seriously and we don't want to ever squander it. Um, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Well, thank you for telling that story. There's another one that I'm not going to get into that equally reinforces what you're, you know, the fact that you're willing to stand up and do the right thing. I do want to touch on one more feel good thing. And then we're getting to, we'll get into some of the personal questions. They're fine. You know them. They're not too personal. Um, we won't talk about Suzanne Summers. I promise. We, we should talk a little bit about your and bears commitment to veterans, because I think this is a red blue thing that everyone can get behind. And that is we have all these great, um, Folks that have served in the military, they come back. Some of them have PTSD. Some of them just can't quite fit into society. And I know you've been very involved, as is Bob Pearson and others, both as a person and as an organization, in supporting the training of veterans. And I'd love to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that. I'll keep this one tight. Look, here, here's kind of where I come from. My, my father is a, um, a veteran, the United States Army. My grandfather, also United States Army. Uh, I have not served in the military. Uh, I believe that where I stand now in my, in my life, this is my chance now to serve those who have served others. Um, call it again, I, I'm the executive sponsor of our veterans group at Bear. We've grown from 50 members two years ago to over 500 members. The whole concept there is about recruiting and retaining the best veterans uh, that we, we, we can find. Um, Bob and I have, um, Bob actually brought me in based on the work we've done with our group called Brave, which is Bears Resources for Armed Force Veterans and Employees, Family and Friends. And the whole idea is that think about if you've been in the military for 20 plus years and you come out and now you're looking to do your next stage of your career, but you've only known the military your entire life. Um, how do you help those who have done so much to help us? And I think we, we as society owe it to our veterans. And the funny thing I've learned over the years is that the veterans, they don't expect anything other than just maybe just give them respect. a little bit of respect, open the door a little bit. They'll handle the rest. They don't want handouts. They don't want just give it to me because I'm a veteran. They want to earn it. And I, I've learned that over and over again. Vetted is a group that both Bob and I and W2O and Bayer both support. And that group definitively now works with education institutions across the United States to actually help educate these veterans were coming off both enlisted as well as as well as officers. So it look it's something near and dear and close to my heart. Um, I won't I won't go beyond that. I think this is one of those things where I almost prefer not to discuss it. Um, I prefer just to do. And I know that's there's a lot of folks um, again in this room who support a number of those initiatives. And uh, we have so many things going on at the company. In fact, next week I'm hosting. A group of uh, a group of veterans uh, from our company down in Washington D.C. We do the annual uh, leadership meeting down there. Last year we had um, a Medal of Honor recipient Colonel Jack Jacobs, who's a close friend of Bears, as our keynote. Year before that we had the chairman of the um, Armed Services Committee, and this year I, we just launched it. We're going to do a private tour of the Pentagon. My point is, we all can do more to serve others. You got to find out what it is that what's your calling in life. You know, I got friends of mine who do a lot with food pantries around around the country, who do a lot with homeless, who do a lot with education based. I think every one of us should own and, and aspire to be a part of something bigger than who we are. And I believe that is fulfilling towards us. 
and it's something that we can leave as a legacy to our to our children and our family to teach them. So I'll stop there because I'm I'm getting emotional now. Well, good segue because I'm going to put the first the second question next, which is choosing a book. Um, and I think you just mentioned the name of the author, but I do like to ask all of the smart guests that I've got on the show, who's inspiring them, what book they've read recently and would they like to share? And I think there is a book by Colonel Jack Jacobs that, uh, inspired you. That, yeah, that's correct. You know, first time we met, uh, the Colonel, he came in and again, he, he, he has spoken a couple of times now at bear with our team. And the book is called, if not now, when? Right, duty and sacrifice in America's time of need. Colonel Jacobs was an advisor to the South Vietnam, the South Vietnamese during the Vietnam War, um, and he wound up saving a number of uh, number of people on both the American and Vietnamese side, um, and which which for which he received the, the Medal of Honor. Uh, he's a he's a gentleman and a scholar and someone who um, we appreciate very much our friendship with. His book was something that he gave me a signed copy, which I hold uh, very dear to my heart. And the whole concept is, you know, leaders stand up in the times of crisis. And if you're not going to stand up, who is? And if you're not going to do it now, then when are you? And I just I just love the concept of it. And I think it's something that we can all, again, hold true to our, our, our lives. Well, and I think you've actually done better than most in that regard. So kudos. Um, two more fun questions. Everything we've talked about has been important, but uh, we are at South By and it's getting late in the evening. One is, uh, what's something that people don't know about you that you'd be willing to share? And I think everyone in the room here is dying to know what that is. Well, the thing is, these guys know me better than anybody. Um, not as much as my wife, but uh, pretty close to it. You know, I, uh, I spent uh, 11 years as a New York State volunteer firefighter. Um, I've responded to many house fires, car fires, um, car crashes, and I've always felt as if um, if something happens to my family, my family's in a ditch, I want someone to respond and help them. That's number one. Number two is a, I was a cheerleader in, in college. Didn't see that second part coming. The firefighter <laughs> I may have known about. And the, the cheerleader may or may not be true, but I'll let you guys figure that one out. Division one cheerleader, I own a men's basketball. Going against Duke, by the way, on Thursday, yeah, 245, baby. Thursday. We're going to win. Don't worry about it. That would be an upset that I would like to see. I I have two teams in uh, in college basketball, Georgetown, and anybody who's playing Duke. I'm not a big Duke fan. Um, last question, which is a fun one. You're on a deserted island. That's not fun, but you can bring any album with you that you'd like. Which album would you pick and why? All right. This was this one was really, really hard. I'm Sorry, sure. Luke, if he does not pick your album, but I think he's probably listened to you so much that he needs to pick somebody else. Luke will be fine with this one. Look... Um, I, I'm a, I'm a kid of the eighties and, uh, frankly, this was really hard, but I'm going to go with one. You probably have not heard. Um, it's called, uh, new order 1984. Wow. That's a good choice. I never would have picked that for you. That's why I love to ask this question. Well, anyway, this has been a lot of fun, Ray, Aaron Strout, CMOW2O group, uh, host of what's the no podcast show. We're here in Austin, Texas. I've just had the chance to sit down with Ray Karens, who's the SVP of, um, I have to read the whole thing because he has a long title. Head of Communications, Government Relations, and Policy for Bear Corporation. Also a good friend. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Aaron. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash what to know.